ACASTCAST. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Thank you for listening to the East West Football Podcast. I'm your host, Fidel Peraza. <laughs> Alongside with me are my co-hosts, Kendall Whitley and Jerry Martinez. How are you guys doing? Doing good, man. I'm ready to get rolling. How's everybody up good out there? Hey, it's your in-house GM, Jerry. I'm, ha- I'm happy to be here. Happy Friday, everybody. And excited for the show. Perfect. I'm glad you guys are doing well. So tonight we actually have a special guest. He is an NFL free agent defensive back. Shaquille Bolden, how you doing? Shaquille? Good. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Man. Good. Good. Thanks for joining us. Well, thank you. If you can just tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Okay, I'm Shaquille Bolden. Um, I'm 26, and let's go and tell you guys that um, I came from really, you know, a very, very rough, rough background and childhood. I didn't really want to listen to my parents and stuff like that um, only because I was acting up because my dad was on drugs. So my stepdad and my mom had to raise me um, and I didn't want to listen to them too. So, you know, they had to, I had to get out of the house at an early age, about 13, 14 to go live with my aunt and uncle. That's who, who raised me and stuff like that. And it's, it's more so I got to tell everybody, you know, I, I finished high school, um, and after high school, I went to junior college because of my grades and stuff like that. And when I went to junior college, it was just, you know, I, I really didn't go there to take care of business. I went there for two years, did not get my degree because I was, you know, listening and hanging around the wrong crowd and stuff like that. So that was that's pretty much how it went. But at the same time, I never gave up on chasing my dream only because that's not how I was raised, you know. But junior college taught me, you know, that I should have just went in there and got my stuff done and and everything else. And it just was like on some stuff. Like I was just thinking growing up, like while only my dad was in my life, like he is now, I would be, you know, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't have did what I did, but you know, I, everybody makes mistakes. And that's what I learned growing up, you know, and now I, I help with um, coaching kids, mentoring kids and, you know, that's the fun part about it because I'm helping them also, you know, achieve their goals and dreams and 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 pretty much helping them because I know some I know somebody is going through what I went through growing up, you know, and I'm just trying to help change that and stuff like that. And 
that's 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 pretty much how it was growing up. Um, I felt that I left school a little too early. I left during college too early to go pro. But you know, now that I know what I know now, if I could do over it again, I would. But you know, it is what it is. Um, and that's pretty. That's pretty much it. Real, real good, um, Shakira. <clears throat> Quick question I want to ask you. Um, I know I talked to you a while back, and you said you was doing something with the high school pl- football players or whatnot, trying to get them to some good colleges or whatnot. Can you elaborate on that? Okay, I, I started a company when I was playing overseas football in Mexico City, um, called Bolden and Beyond. And what I do is I go out to the high school games and scout the players, and I go. I have different players from different areas, UK, you know, you name it. And what I do is I put their name out there. I go talk to different um, college coaches like, hey, you should take a chance on my guy because of this and that. And basically what I do is I get their name out there and get them exposure. Um, this year alone, I want to say I had maybe 14 to 15 kids signed, and I still have more that, that are signing, you know. Um, and I love doing that because it's giving me a, a bond with different college coaches all around the world and stuff like that. And I also do different sports and stuff like that, but I, I love doing that job because it's it's fun and you know um, I I love waking up every morning. Oh, and a coach DM me and say, "Hope oh, hey coach, we just offered such and such. Thank you." You know, I just love helping helping others, and that's the fun part about it is is that I can I have my own company. Of course, people doubted me and stuff like that, but I know what I'm doing now. And you know, I started this in October, and now I'm already you know, successful at doing this stuff. And I really love recruiting and stuff like that and love helping somebody else achieve their goals, you know, and, and that's just how how it goes. I love, I love helping. I love recruiting, you know, because I play football also at a high level, but also I'm helping somebody else, somebody's son get to that, that top level too also. So that's what's fun about it. Real good there. And, and who currently in the NFL right now would you compare your game to? <laughs> I would I could I would compare it to um Earl Earl Thomas. You know, he really? hits hard and I love so I'm really I could say him because that's how I would that's why I compare myself because I hit hard and I don't show no slack and no type of lack. So yeah, that's what I would compare. He's my favorite player. Um, I also play receiver too, but I like defense. You know, I only play receiver if if, if a coach needs me to. Like, oh, can you play receiver, kickoff return? I'm very good at kickoff return and punt returns and stuff like that. Also, or kickoff, I'm I'm that guy you want to put. You could put anywhere on the field, and I make it happen for you. Real good, real good there. So let me ask you, Shaquille. Uh, you said you played in Mexico. Is that correct? Is that correct? Yes, sir. Mexico City. That's my. I love Mexico City. Can you explain? Can you explain to us what what uh, what exactly? Like, did you play for a specific team? So, <laughs> this is the fun part about it. So, um, I actually was talking to a coach over there in Mexico City because they have a lead over there. They have a um, a lead is LFA, and they also have a uh, a higher lead that I think is um, yeah LFA. Is the higher league, but I was playing for a lower league that that LFA comes and scouts. So what I did was I went over there 
um, for two years straight. I went over there and played the, to get my name out there more. And the scouts came to, you know, evaluate me and stuff from there. And I went over there and really showed them, like, you know, I can ball and um, this is why you should sign me. And I actually had fun. I met some really cool people. Um, I, of course, ate a lot of tacos and different foods. And stuff. I tried different foods because, you know, it's different from California and Durham. And it's different, you know, different different cultures, stuff like that. But I went over there um, and did really good. Got what I wanted, really. So it was like people sleep on it only because it's Mexico, but it's nothing really bad about going over there besides like, you know, drinking the water, but it's actually a good city, you know? Um, and I would recommend any athlete that wants to get his name out there. He just, you know, have to willing to be willing to go over there and showcase and do what he's supposed to do. Cause they also connected with, to, with the CFL also. So yeah, I went over there and played two seasons, did good. And, and now um, the LFA is wanting me to come for, um, a combine in, in October, November. So I'm waiting on that to come. So I would just tell any athlete, you know, it's it's more than football than the NFL and the CFL, you know, or arena league. It's overseas. They love us overseas because, you know, of course we're Americans and we know the game of football. So I done played in Poland. I done, I done played in Poland, Mexico. I, done, I, I have been everywhere. I've been to Germany before. So, you know, just – just, Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't just limit myself to – only stay in the state, you know, I go wherever the money go. And it's not a lot of money over there because, you know, our money worth more, but I go where I need to go and, you know, get stuff done. And it's, it's surprisingly, I had a a lot of teams and stuff that from over there that I played against and beat wanted me to, oh, can you come play for us? We'll pay you this much. But it's just, it's just a simple fact that, you know, when I go over there, you just think about, you see a, um American player on the team, you just like, you know, oh, and in the case is, yeah, I'm I'm one player. It's only one of me on there, but I make a difference, you know. And that's that's what I like. I competed for a championship over there before. I lost lost two to zero, um, lost two to zero, and it was crazy. And that right there got my name out there alone. So it's just, you know, I suppose been playing an arena season this year, but the coronavirus messed that up. But you know, I know it's, I know somebody's gonna give me a shot. So I'm the GM right now, and I'm looking at you, and I say, what can you bring to my team? What are you going to bring to my team? I'm going to bring energy. You're going to get a hardworking player that came from nothing, and you're going, and you're going to get 100%, 110% every, 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 every play, you know, and, and that's what I bring. I'm not, I don't fear, fear nothing at all. And, and I, what I mean by that is, yeah, we're in the NFL or CFL, but at the same time, this is this is what I want to be my job, you know. So, at the end of the day, I'm gonna have to do what I have to do, and I'm I'm a, a good leader, um, and I have a lot I have a lot to bring to the table, and I'm not I'm not gonna I'm really not gonna stop until I get there, and that's just the difference between me and other athletes, you know. A lot of people, oh, I'm gonna quit because I'm not there. Oh well, you know, that's just how it is. That's just life, but that's not me. That's not how my uncle um, Stanley Moore raised me. So that's just how that's just how I'm giving it up. It's just you gonna you gonna get the raw and uncut version of me, you know, and, and that's just how I'm that's how I'm carrying myself from here on out, you know. And a lot I've been doubted a lot by a lot of people, um, family members too, um, but they don't they don't they don't sit right there. They don't make me go down and all like that. They just um, 
add more fuel to the fire. You know, like my grandma said, you gotta. I mean, I've been proving people, um, people wrong my whole entire life. You know, and that's just how they, they said I won't go graduate. They said that I was just gonna be um, in gangs and stuff like that, and I proved them wrong. You know, and and that's just how I'm giving it up. I'm gonna prove you wrong every single time when you doubt me. That's real good. And hey, Shaquille, that's real good what you're doing for the kids. I think that, like what you said, I think that I think a lot of people could take notes, especially, you know, hey, don't just limit yourself and just wait here in the States. You know, hey, go out there and get some exposure. You never know who cause, who's going to give it. you the call. Uh, to add to that, has have, have you have you seen any attention from any teams, arena, uh, CFL, NFL, anything? Um. I'm going to be totally honest. Um, yes. Um, Arena-wise, I was just signed with uh, Cape Fear. Um, that was in the AAL um, last year. Um, I actually was signed with them. I went to, They invited me to training camp. I signed with them to go to training camp. I was released from them. Um, last year, yeah, last year, I was, I was signed with um, Elite Sports. Um, ages and they had um, they had the Tennessee Titans, um, a couple CFL teams there, and I want to say the Jaguars too, and the AA um, F team there. And I got good feedback from there, you know. Um, and this year, um, I was in contact with the Los Angeles Rams, um, and the BC Lions, so. It was just more so like I know like okay if I get do what I'm supposed to do then I can be at that the at any time I could be there because I just feel that I'm supposed to be there you know and that's just how how I how I am you know and that's just how I'm doing it from now on I'm on, I'm twenty twenty six you know but age is nothing but a number to me so it's just like I can I'm healthy no no type of injuries or anything I never had any injuries or anything and. I'm I'm fully ready to go now. If they call me, they call me tomorrow. I'm ready to go now. Bass patting everything. So, um, yeah. So I was signed with them, but then you know I'm just like like everybody else, I'm just waiting on this stuff to be over so I can make moves. I know I'll be training in Los Angeles this summer, um, and you know just ready to to go wherever. So I'll be in Los Angeles this summer training and um ready, you know. Ready to ready to go to the Los Angeles Rams or whoever, and do what I'm supposed to do. You know, I'm be out there and ready for them to, you know, at any moment give me a contract, or you know, that's just how I, that's how I'm, that's how I'm giving it up this summer. You know, and that's just how I'm coming because I'm not gonna quit. That's the thing about me. You you not oh you know I'm not quitting at all, and that's just how. I am. good, man. I mean, I mean, we're we're excited to see the rest of your journey, how it plays out. I mean, if it doesn't work, if it doesn't work for you in the CFL or NFL, it looks like you, you definitely have, you know, a lot of people in, you know, underneath your, your, you know, underneath you, your, your wings, right. And that you're helping carry to, to get to their next level. So, you know, we're wishing you the best of luck in the rest of your journey. Thank you so much for being on the show with us. Thank you guys. And Shaquille, if I could ask, so we, we do have some uh, NFL scouts, CFL scouts, uh, agents that listen to the show, and also general managers. So what do you want them to hear from you as far as, like, maybe something they don't know about you? 
Something they don't know about me. Um, that they should know. They should know that I'm not a quitter and I'm not going to give up. I'm going to. I'm going to make sure I'm very seen. You know, you're gonna. You're gonna know that I'm that I'm ready to work and that I'm there. You know, and that's just that's the bottom line is because I have to. I have to. I feel like my my stepdad before he died and before anything he told me I need to. I need to be there. Um, he wants to see me at that level, you know, because I had that potential to be there since I was growing up, and that's that's what I'm that's why I'm fighting so hard to prove, and that's why I'm fighting so hard because that's what my before that's what my stepfather asked of me before he passed away while I was on the phone with him. That's what that's what it was. That's what, we had a long talk the night before he died, which is crazy, and that's what and that's what I'm doing, and and not only for him, I'm doing it for. Everybody, you know, and all the people that came from out the trenches and stuff like that too. I'm giving them kids and everybody hope because that's all that's all you really can do, you know. Give everybody hope, and I'm just I pray every day because you know, and I I have lost family members and stuff, and me losing my stepdad was like the most you know hurtful situation because I just seen him, you know, he was healthy and stuff like that, but I never knew he had that many weeks to live and stuff like that, you know, and that's just how, how I am, you know, and then I, I feel that I, I will fail him if I quit now, you know, and that's just, that's just how I am. That's, that's real good, man. Uh, Shaquille, where, where can our, uh, our audience follow you on social okay, media? Okay, um, my Instagram, rich, underscore homie, underscore 22, um, Bolden, um, my Twitter, um, Marquez Bolden fifty one. So M A R Q U I S B O L D N fifty one, and and all of that you can just follow me on there. Um, any anybody want to reach out, just reach out. I, I always have my phone and stuff like that, and that's pretty much that's pretty much all. All right. Well, again, we want to thank you for joining us on the show today, and best of luck thank to you. you. Thank you guys. Let's talk about the NFC East. Team needs addressed or not. Kendall, if you want to start it off for us. Yes, appreciate that. I'm going to start with the Philadelphia Eagles. Well, going into the draft, you know, they had uh, Wayne Frazier. Let's start, I'm going to start with that. They addressed that cornerback position by trading for Darius Slay from the Detroit Lions. So they did. They got that straight going into the draft. Um, and going into the draft, they, they, need, a, they need another receiver. They need some more speed, some more explosiveness on offense. And they drafted Jalen Rieger. I thought it was going to go Justin Jefferson, but they ended up going with Jalen Rieger. And I think they addressed the need there for the field for the field Eagles at that wide receiver. Add some more depth and more speed and explosion there. I think he's going to open open some things up for Carson Wentz in that offense for for the field of the Eagles. Um, with I'm gonna go with the Redskins going into the draft. They needed some depth on that D line. They also could have used another receiver, or whatnot. But I, I think they, D line, like I said, most mocks had them going D line and going Chase Young for Ohio State. And 
I mean, they're just the, the Redskins are building something there on that on that young defensive line, that young defense. They got a lot of Alabama guys there, and they got Chase Young at Ohio State. I think he's going to add some pass rush there, along with Kerrigan and Deron Payne and whatnot, and and all the other players that the Redskins got. So need address that, I, I believe so, because he's going to be a dominant player for the Redskins for some years. What you guys think? Yeah, let me go first. I mean, I mean, when you look at it, that the Eagles meet their needs. I mean, they 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 made some questionable moves, right? Especially in the second round. Um, Jalen Hurts, that was like a, a wow, and it's still a wow for a lot of people. Um, but when you look at the rest of the of the draft, I mean, they did they did address you know offensive line like they always do. You know, they got they they continue to add wide receiver after wide receiver. Um, overall, did they meet their needs? Yes, they met it. I think that they they did make some questionable they they made some questionable moves, uh, especially during the draft. Uh, offseason with adding Darius Slate, that was really good. So overall, I think the Eagles did, you know, they did enough to to stay relevant and to stay competitive. I, I just think that they could have done a little bit more, especially in the second round. I mean, I think that Jalen Hurts could have been potentially now that you look at you look back, he could have probably been a third round pick, you know. So I mean, I understand they say when you find a quarterback, you know, you can never have too many quarterbacks, and it looks like they're just adding to uh, capital. Hopefully that he'll bank, and if if you know Carson Wentz can't stay healthy, hopefully Jalen Hurts can pick it up quick and and help him win some games. Uh, moving on to the Redskins, this is did they did they meet their meet their needs? I'm gonna I'm gonna say no. Um, they lost Trent Williams. Now I understand they got they drafted you know a, a good potential in in the draft, but when you look at it, you lose Trent Williams. That's a blue chip left tackle. That's going to solidify your left, you know, the, the blind side for your quarterback. And you go Chase Young. When you look at their draft, I think that the only one that's going to be on the still on the team is going to be Chase Young. I, I know that we I know that we had Antonio Gibson on our sleeping gem uh on our sleepers, right? On our hidden gems. But you know, at their that third pick, there's still a lot of depth that you could have done. You know, you could have you could have solidified your your offensive line, get Get you know Dwayne Haskins as much protection and help as you need, especially knowing that Trent Williams was on his way out. So I, on this one, I don't think they they met their needs. So I want to start off with the Philadelphia Eagles. So yes, the Jalen Hurts, you know, drafting him in the second round that was very questionable. I mean, nobody saw that coming, and how Jerry was uh, saying, I I do feel he would have been available in the third round. Uh, also, ju- you know, drafting Jalen Rieger over Justin Jefferson, I would say that, too, was not a good move. Um, I just like, uh, you know, Justin Jefferson, what, what he brought to LSU's offense last year. And I I think he's going to really do, um, do well for the Minnesota Vikings. And then as far as the Washington Redskins go, uh, at least now they do have a head coach in Ron Rivera. So as far as, you know, needs addressed, they have so many needs. There is no way they could have, you know, filled all of them up. So I'm going to have to agree with Jerry and say, no, they did not fill their needs. Um, also, you know, by training away Trent Williams, but we all know he did not want to play there and set out the whole uh, year last year. Yeah. So moving along, let's go to, let's go ahead and cover the giants overall. I mean, when you look at it, you know, the, when you look at their, their pickups, right. They're bringing in a, a first time coach from, the New England Patriots, um, and then you bring in Jason Garrett as your offensive coordinator. 
you know, overall, when you look at it, you know, you start to look, okay, what are they trying to do? What identity are they trying to do? It does look like, you know, Daniel Jones does look like he could, you know, he could, he does have potential to play the quarterback position. I don't know if he could play it at the elite level. This is going to be a great year to see, you know, how he does. But, you know, when you, when you, when you talk about, you know, doing, having a good draft, did they meet their needs? Yes, they did. They got a left tackle that's going to solidify and protect Daniel Jones' uh, blind side. Not only that, but he's also going to protect, you know, your your prized running back, uh, Saquon Barkley. And then you come around the second round, you, you add depth, and then you add depth to your offensive line. Uh, you add depth to your secondary, you know, getting uh, what who people thought was the best safety in the, in the draft class. You know, you get, you get some good depth at offensive tackle. You know, you, you pick up a good cornerback, uh, you know, that we, we also was a part of our gem series. Uh, some some depth, but then all of a sudden they went all linebacker after that. So, but overall, I think they did address their needs. Uh, so on this one, I think they did pretty good, a pretty good job. It's going to be interesting to say, you know, to see what how they do, how they're able to build off of last year, see if they have uh, better success this year. But but they they're still a team that that needs a, a ton of work to uh, fill fill their identity. Moving along. America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, they absolutely met their needs. They 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 absolutely won this offseason. I mean, even with the the additions in in free agency, they they basically rebuilt that defensive line, you know, uh and and they they added depth at deep at their defensive back position. I know that they lost Travis Frederick and whatnot, but man, they really used this draft and they played this draft the right way. I think they hit, you know, they hit. It was an A plus draft. They hit it on every single, every single one. They got, they got studs. I think that they they potentially have six starters from this draft that could be, potentially all be starting within week six of the of of this year. So watch out. I do think that the Cowboys are going to be a team to watch, if not this year, for sure next year. Yes, that's real good. I think the Giants, um, they feel their needs with it, you know, with the offensive line pick and with the safety, Xavier McKinney in that second round or whatnot. <clears throat> Starting off with the line or whatnot, you get somebody to protect Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley running their football, so that's going to be good. It's, anytime you get some young pieces there to address, to um protect your young quarterback, that's good. So I think the um the Giants address their needs, and with the um yeah, with the, with the Dallas Cowboys, I mean, well, they went wide receiver they didn't have they didn't have to go there or whatnot but i mean it was the best cd was the best pick on the board they they got him so they didn't they didn't like i said they didn't need that need but they end up getting them so i think they addressed that a, a depth move there and plus on the defensive line they got some nice pieces on the defense so i think both teams addressed their needs to me uh yeah somebody go down and agree with you with the giants uh i felt like the needs were addressed you know um you know drafting offensive linemen and then also drafting a, a high-impact player in there, uh, for that secondary. Um, as far as the Cowboys go, I mean, it was very interesting because, you know, we we're all watching the draft, and, you know, players were being taken off the board, and C.D. Lamb was still there when the Cowboys were, you know, picking next. Um, and they took him. You know, that was a big surprise to everybody because even Jerry Jones had said that that was not the original player that they were going to be selecting. But because he was still there – you know, and he loved him, and, you know, Jerry Jones, when he falls in love with the player, that's it. It's a wrap. He's going to draft him no matter yes. what. Uh, he was there, and he got, you know, he drafted him. Uh, so I felt like they did address uh, their needs as well. 
that offense can be very explosive um, if Dak Prescott, you know, takes advantage of the full potential that he has on there. NFL schedule was released last night. Marquee matchups in week one. Uh, Houston Texans at the Kansas City Chiefs. Miami Dolphins at the New England Patriots. So the New England Patriots, you know, regime or new regime, I guess we can call it, without Tom Brady uh, is set to kick off against the Miami Dolphins. Uh, also, the Las Vegas Raiders at the Carolina Panthers. This is probably the most anticipated game in week one. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, led by Tom Brady now, against Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints. And then to end it, Sunday Night Football, Dallas Cowboys at the Los Angeles Rams. What are you guys' first thoughts when you guys first saw the schedule? Man, man, it's it's some good games. I'm telling you, week one to open it out. I'm telling you, I got I got to be somewhere with my popcorn sitting there getting ready for this game. It's gonna be good, man. I mean, the Patriots and the Dolphins. The, the Dolphins ended their season last year on week 17 when Fitzpatrick came to town. It's it's the start of the Jared Stidham era in New England. I mean, it's some good games and that Texans Chiefs open night. Man, I, I just can't wait, man. No, yeah, I, I if you look at the entire schedule, I think that. They're really trying to help out Monday Night Football because if you look at all the games on Monday Night Football, they're really high caliber teams that are playing, you know, matching up against each other, you know. But uh, I mean, wh- what a way to what to to start it off. You got two of the best young quarterbacks right now in the league, and Deshaun Watson and uh, Patrick Mahomes. And I even like the the Monday Night game with the the Tennessee Titans and the Denver Broncos. You know, you got you got a completely revamped Denver Broncos team. You know, of course. You know, you got the the sophomore Drew Locke, who showed a lot of promise last year against the Cinderella story uh, Tennessee Titans. You know, but you know when you look across the board, the Monday night games throughout this season are going to be great. You know, some some notable games that I, I you know I want to that that I had to circle on there was the the Bengals and the Bengals at Redskins Week Eleven. We're going to see Joe Burrow versus Chase Young. This is this is you know I guess this is what we were all anticipating, right, to see which favorable matchups we, we we get to see within the draft class. And this is exactly what you'd want to see, right, because Chase Young is going to bring it, and we're going to see if Joe Burrow can can play at that high level. Week 12, another interesting game. you got the Chiefs versus the Buccaneers. Some have already pegged this to be the Super Bowl preview. So I, I'm, I'm not sold, but I know I know there's some fans out there uh, there's some, there's actually some people, some actually uh, people that get paid to do this. They actually say, hey, this is a Super Bowl preview. But I will say there's another Super Bowl preview on week 13. That's the Cowboys versus the Ravens. <laughs> yes, yes. So overall, I think the NFL did an outstanding job putting the schedule together. I'm, I'm one that always likes to think positive, and I, and I surely do believe that we are going to have an NFL season, guys. Just prepare, think positive. And you'll see, and wow, what a year to be, you know, to be, you know, what a, what a time to be alive, you know? Yes. So, yeah, I mean, the schedule is, you know, it's very interesting. I mean, one of the things that I saw that um, I thought was, you know, different from every year was that on Christmas Day, we're going to have football, which is on a Friday. Uh, and I believe that's the New Orleans Saints at the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. That's going to be a good one. Not to add, I mean the the anticipated uh, SoFi, right? The we're gonna see that the the first Sunday night game, so the SoFi uh, Stadium, 
which is the Rams and Chargers' new L.A. stadium. Week two, we're going to finally get to see the Raiders' new, you know, stadium, right? So the the, the death the yeah, that thing looks beautiful, man. I mean, it just looks amazing, just miraculous. Uh, so definitely, those are some some other things that that we're all interested in anticipating. It's gonna, it's it's an exciting time right now. Yes, yes, it is. And, and one of the one of the games I'm very another uh, one Sunday night game I didn't really touch on yet is how about Jared Stidham and the Patriots going to Seattle in Week Two on a Sunday night prime time. It, oh, we're man, we're gonna find out real quick what Jared Stidham is about prime time. The lights ain't gonna be no bigger than what they're gonna be on Sunday night football, and you're gonna be in Seattle, one of the loudest environment places to play ever. Man, oh my man, September can't get here quick enough. You know what we're gonna find out real quick is if Bill Belichick needed Tom Brady or if Tom Brady needed well Bill Belichick. Um, also, I mean the Tom Brady factor for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers—they have five primetime games. Um, last year, I believe they only had one, if that. Yep, <laughs> it's gonna be good, man. I'm telling you. I think it was how many total teams when we stopped and we looked at the schedule. You had a total of eight. I believe there was, yeah, I believe, yeah, that it was eight teams with yeah, five primetime games. Yeah, it was the 49ers, the Chiefs, the Patriots, the Packers, the Ravens, the Buccaneers, the Cowboys, and the Rams. All of them, primetime games. So it was just crazy. I mean, you look at it. I mean, like, wow. <laughs> I know. I guess we can see who the favorites are in the NFL, right? Right. And, and, and another interesting thing is that I think the league did the Patriots and the Buccaneers a favor, both fans, because – the Patriots and the Buccaneers, they don't play each other. They don't, they don't, they don't, they do not play at the same time this year till like week 15 and, and, and above that. And well, beyond that, because I'm guessing the, uh, from, from from the league standpoint, the schedule, made, they want to, they probably feel that the Patriots fan want to be tuned in to what Tom Brady and Buccaneers fans are in, in, in the Buccaneers are doing. And I think vice versa for the Buccaneers. So it's very, just something very smart, interesting to look at. The, the Patriots and the Buccaneers, they, they will not be playing at the same time this year. At no point in time during the season until like week fifteen, I think. And some and and one more thing, just to throw out there, the the team that has the hardest schedule this season is the New England Patriots. The team that has the easiest schedule is the Baltimore Ravens. Just uh, food for thought there. Yes. Uh, also, another uh, another good matchup for Week One is going to be the Los Angeles Chargers at the Cincinnati Bengals. So we all know that. Um, that Joe Burrow's a Bengal and he's going to, you know, he's going to be the starting quarterback, but who's going to be the starting quarterback for the Los Angeles Chargers? Is it going to be, you know, it's going to be Justin Herbert. Um, is it going to be, you know, uh, Tyrod Taylor. So it's going to be very interesting if we're going to see both rookie quarterbacks go against each other. And the, the Chargers defense, defensive line is very stout. Uh, so it's going to be an early test for Joe Burrow and company. Yes. It's going to be interesting just to see how all these rookies fare out, right? Uh, you know, during the, the the course of the whole season, and see who's actually starting. You know, towards the 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 lat, the the back end of the season, and and who's pushing into the playoffs, and who has rookies playing vital you know positions. Yes, we're good. Yeah, that's that's going to be very good to see. I mean, overall, it's just a very interesting schedule. Um, a lot of great games on cap. Uh, I just can't wait for the yeah. season to start. <laughs> Likewise here too. Same here. Yeah, so I mean there's just it's just gonna be a lot different from what we're used to, you know, depending if they're gonna let fans in or um 
or not, you know. There there was talks that there only might be certain, you know, only a certain number of fans to be uh, be able to be there in the stadium. Yeah, and then look at oh look at look at the, the teams that are opening up new stadiums and whatnot. The Raiders and the Chargers and the Rams or what? Well, the Chargers and Rams they share stadiums and whatnot. So I mean, you know, those fans they're gonna be eager to get into them seats for them new stadiums or whatnot. So I'm talking about it's it's. I mean, we're we're coming we're coming up on an inter- interesting time here in the league with with, with everything that's going on. But I mean, what, I'm I'm keeping a positive attitude. I think there's gonna be football this year. So you know, we'll see what happens. Also, just throwing, um, just throwing this out there for uh, the matchups. Also for Thanksgiving Day, Houston Texans at the Detroit Lions, uh, Washington Redskins at the Dallas Cowboys, and then at the night game on NBC, uh, Baltimore Ravens at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now that matchup right there is very intriguing, just because Antonio Brown has been on social media. And doing photo edits of himself in a Baltimore Ravens uniform. I mean, we've heard we've heard our sources say that it's very likely. So I mean, we haven't yep. counted it out, but I mean, everybody does deserve a second chance. I know. I mean, I don't know. Have have have? Can we all honestly say Antonio Brown has gotten an actual se- second chance? Um, you know, as far as you know, legal legal matters and whatnot. I mean, he hasn't really been charged with anything. Um. You know, to to convict them, but I mean, it'd be interesting to see if he is a welcome back into the league. Hey guys, any final thoughts before we get off the air tonight? Uh, yeah, I just want to um give a special shout out to Shaquille Bowden. Thank him for taking his time his day. You know, he has a busy day. He trains a lot. He's trying to get his, you know, trying to get back in the league. And then with the current time we're in, so he, you know, he told me, you know, he doesn't. He hasn't really had a lot of time on his hands. So we, I want to appreciate him for coming on the show and want to get a big shout out to him and wish him good luck. Yes, I I want to say thank you to Shaquille, uh, also to Darius. I mean, you guys have both been inspirations. Uh, yes. Thank you, thank you so much. I mean, their work, their dedication. You know how they talk about their passion for the game and how they they have not given up. And if anything, we can all take something from it, right? We all have right. dreams, and don't ever stop pursuing your dreams. Just because somebody tells you you can't do something, doesn't mean it's over. You know, you continue, you continue, you know, you continue proving yourself right. And you continue chasing things down. And that's exactly what we're doing here on the on the East West Football Podcast. So, you know, we all believe in each other. We're a team. I'm grateful to have you guys part of the team. I'm grateful for the audience that we have. We're so grateful for the feedback again, guys. Thank you so much for the follows. Thank you for just thank you for everything. Well said. Yeah, I just want to, again, you know, thank Shaquille Bolden for joining us on the show. Uh, we wish you nothing but luck. Um, thank you for, you know, giving us a little bit of your time today. And, but also I want to give a shout out to our, our, uh, our listeners, our fans. I mean, we're, we're in 30 States right now in the U S right now. That's huge for mm. us. Mm. Uh, we're in four different countries. I mean, that's, that's really special. So we just want to say thank you guys for listening. Um, we, we you know, we put the show together for us, but more importantly for you guys, for you guys to make sure you guys get the best football content that's available. Uh, So with that, I want to say thank you. Have a good night. God bless. Stay safe. Thank you. Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. 
Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Deep leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric acid. Are you passionate about saving the planet for future generations? Do you want to learn how to do it? If yes, then you need to tune in to the Nature Back podcast. It's a talk show covering the changing world around us. From renewable energy, sustainable agriculture, circular economy to ESG and social innovation. Don't miss this opportunity to discover how you can join the movement and make a difference. Subscribe to the Nature Back podcast today on your favorite platform and get ready to be amazed. Electric acid.